the Bible Study Podcast, episode 126. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Luke with Luke chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, we continue the study of Luke, and Jesus again finds himself at a Pharisee's house on the Sabbath with someone in need of healing. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus asked the Pharisees and the experts in the law, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent, so taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him away. Then he asked them, If one of you has a son or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. You remember just last chapter, Jesus got in trouble because he healed a woman who was bound by Satan and straightened her up, and he was admonished for healing on the Sabbath. And so, yes, they're carefully watching, and they're watching to see whether this is a Sabbath breaker, whether Jesus is going to do this again. They probably have placed this man with dropsy in an obvious position to test Jesus and to see what he will do. And so Jesus tests them. He says, is this any different from what you would do if you had something that you cared about, even if it's just an ox, and certainly if it's a son, fall into a well? Wouldn't you do something about it? Wouldn't you do good, even if it meant you were working on the Sabbath? Jesus doesn't say in this chapter, but he says elsewhere, the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. They've lost track of what the purpose of the Sabbath is in their zeal for keeping the Sabbath, not a bad thing, they are out of kilter in their priorities. And there's a lot of other things that are out of kilter about them, and so he goes on. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who has invited both of you will come to you and say, Give this man your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So Jesus looks at this crowd and sees that there is a real tendency to play for the approval of others, to play for position. One of the problems the Pharisees have is because they are so religious, because they are so good at keeping the law, because they are so careful, they become so proud. They become arrogant and conceited. And this is playing out before Jesus' eyes as they're even just trying to sit down at the table. They can't even do that without it being affected by their pride. And so he gives them this very practical advice, which is if you seek the highest honor, you may be humiliated. If you are humble, you may be exalted. Jesus continues, Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. 
Now, this one is a little harder because I don't know that when I've held a dinner party that I've necessarily invited the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. I'm probably in a same position or a similar position to the host here finds himself in, in this awkward position that Jesus is saying hospitality, true hospitality, doesn't require repayment. And there is an obligation we need to understand in this society for hospitality. And he's saying, this isn't it. This is just payback. This is just hanging out with the people you are comfortable with who can repay you. There's a call here for them, for us, for something greater, for something more sacrificial. Whether it be in hosting dinner parties, but I suspect we would find that that theme continues, that we are being asked to live a life that is more sacrificial, that is more selfless. And Jesus goes on and tells the story of a banquet. When one of those at table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But all of them alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. And another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town, and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, What you ordered has been done, but there is still more room. Then the master told his servant, Go out in the roads and the country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who are invited will get a taste of my banquet." A couple interesting things about this. One is that there was preparation for this banquet. And there were invitations, it says. And then at the time of the banquet, when the servant is sent out to those who had been invited, this invitation is not new. This invitation had been made previously, and now is the time to come. And then we get the excuses Then we get the, well, I've just bought a field. Well, you knew the banquet was coming. Well, I've just bought oxen. Well, you knew the banquet was coming. And so there is an indication here, a frustration with the person who is holding the banquet that the time is right, the time is now, and yet people are not coming. See that this is a parallel what just happened here God has sent his son because the timing was now right. The invitations have gone out through the prophets that the son is coming. And now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. And yet in this very room, Jesus is being criticized. He's being judged. He's being watched to see whether he is a Sabbath breaker rather than welcomed as the messenger of God, rather welcome as the son of God. And basically it says, the places won't go vacant. Someone will sit in the seats in the banquet. So with this person who says to Jesus, blessed is the man who will eat of the feast in the kingdom of God, that's true, but it may not be you. It will be someone who listens. It will be someone who accepts the invitation. 
pray that that will be us. Because, as this chapter continues, there is a cost of discipleship. Remember we said in that first part that we are asked to live sacrificially. The chapter goes on, large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower, will he not sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or suppose a king was about to go to war against another king, will he not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation, while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is neither fit for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. He who has ears, let him hear. This is one of those hard sayings of Jesus, harder so because he is trying to get our attention here and be very extreme here that we need to care for Jesus more than father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, or ourselves. He uses the term hate to emphasize that point, but it is clear that he is saying that there is a cost that Jesus has to come first. And then he uses a phrase that must have been very frustrating to them at the time. It can be hard enough for us to look at the phrase, whoever does not carry his cross and follow me. But harder still for them because Jesus has not yet been crucified. It must have been perplexing. The criminal carried his cross, and you may remember this from the story of Good Friday, that Jesus carried his cross until because he was flogged already, he got to the point of exhaustion and dropped it, and Simon of Cyrene was pressed into service. But the criminal carried his cross on the way to crucifixion, on the way to execution. And so this is the living of a life that is leading to execution. It's leading of a life of sacrifice. It's leading of a life that puts Jesus ahead of us, ahead of father and mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters. Now, remember elsewhere, we're called to love all those people. But this phrase, this passage is talking about sacrifice and it's talking about a cost of discipleship. And then the two stories that Jesus tells about the tower and about the king say, how foolish to not count the cost ahead of time. How foolish to not look at whether being a disciple is worth it, whether we're willing to pay that price in a life that is led selflessly. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at hostofthebiblestudypodcast.com. Leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or catch me on Twitter at twitter.com slash chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. 
And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.